Welcome to Place Matters, a podcast about the intersection of race, place, and poverty, where we explore the belief that the path towards ending inequity and promoting prosperity is through the work of holistic neighborhood development. Welcome to one of the series we will do on FCS's three pillars. This series will focus on the pillar of neighborhood engagement. I am Sean Duncan, the Director of Training and Consulting for FCS and the host for Place Matters. Holistic neighborhood development is complicated work with few certainties or guarantees of what will work or for how long it will. It requires constant innovation, quick pivots, and a culture of experimentation. Things change quickly and often, so there aren't a lot of things that we consider non-negotiable. But there is one thing we won't budge on. Proximity. A deep, personal, embodied closeness to our neighbors and our place. Without this, nothing else matters. That is our core commitment and our big idea. And joining me today to talk about this big idea is the Director of Neighborhood Engagement for FCS, Pamela Stringfield. All right, so you're our Director of Neighborhood Engagement. What is that? What is neighborhood engagement? That's a great question. Just engaging Sean. the neighborhood. All right. Just Next engaging question. Neighborhood. Um, when I first started this job, um, I was like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> what does it mean to? So you, wait a second. You accepted the job. I did. did. <laughs> well, I was like, um, I don't know what what you use some words I like, but I'm not sure what this is. And as I've gotten into neighborhood engagement, uh, what it has been for us over the last five years that I've been here is really that simple. Mm-hmm. I like to complicate things. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make, I want a great, real nice, beautiful textbook definition. Right. Right. But because we are the people who are boots on the ground, yeah, it's yeah. real, just, yeah. just conversational. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's uh, neighborhood engagement is that conduit that the, that connection mm-hmm. that you make between mm-hmm. the person and the entity okay. or the services that you're trying to provide. And yeah. so um, it's, it's again, that word conduit comes okay. to mind for us. Uh, so the purpose of neighborhood engagement is to just to do very, that, that mm. very thing is to engage your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's done relationally. So okay. uh, it's a relational connection. It's an intentional relational mm-hmm. connection um, that you you tend to utilize uh, one to just be a mm-hmm. neighbor and to mm-hmm. hear what neighbors have to say. Uh, and to understand how the partner can better partner with yeah. the community. Yeah. So um, it's relationship. And mm. uh, we want to not just partner with the neighborhood, but with the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so for us, neighborhood engagement, and this has been true from my childhood that was modeled before me, and why my husband and I moved to the city mm. was um, neighborhood engagement is just that you want to be a neighbor yeah, yeah, and not simply a practitioner. Mm. Uh, and so when we wear both of those hats and we mm-hmm. look through both of those lenses, you can see very, you can see very different things, even if you're looking at the same thing. Mm. So um, if there's a challenge in our neighborhood, if I'm looking at it simply from a practitioner side, I see one facet of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm a neighbor mm-hmm. uh, and from the posture of neighbor, I can see it very differently. Yeah, that's good. So, so we'll ha- in another episode, we'll go into some more of the weeds and details of how we're actually executing what we're doing on the ground. But just to give people a, a sense uh, of what you and your team are doing kind of day to day, what's some things you guys are up to? Oh, my word. Um, I not like, very much. You guys look kind of bored, mostly well, just twiddling your thumbs. And- no, not at all. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Well, I would say the kind of the three buckets that we okay. juggle a lot or that we move between uh, is the people work okay. of just being mm-hmm. a neighbor and being present in neighborhood, mm-hmm. but also the partnership work. Okay. So there's people that we work with, services, other folks in the community mm-hmm. um, that that serve this community that we want to partner with and see what they have going on. Um, and then we have programs, okay. uh, some of the things that we host mm-hmm. um, that are legacy programs that neighbors mm-hmm. have wanted to have for years. And so we just keep the thing going. Yeah, yeah. So those are the three buckets okay. that we yeah, move yeah. in and out of. And we'll definitely get into, so keep listening to further episodes to dive into those in make greater detail. But for this one, I'm less interested in the what that we're doing, but more about the why. So tell me for you in this seat, what is the big why for us in this neighborhood engagement work? Um, I think we talked about this in another episode, but for me, we do this work mm. and because of the, we want people to be connected. Mm. So we want to, you know, uh, we are a full service nonprofit. So we yeah. want to see systems changed, mm-hmm. uh, rebooted, things that are not well mm-hmm. removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want to see flourishing to actually come to the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. So we want to see, you know, good commerce come through here. We yeah. want to see housing, want to see education be solid. Mm-hmm. But what we get to do as mm-hmm. an engagement is that we are that, what I call that connective tissue, the okay. nerves yeah. that go in between those systems mm-hmm. so, so that they talk. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a great school or so, you know, supposedly yeah. great school or great housing or you Mm. have housing Mm. put whatever adjective you want Mm. to on that Uh, but if you have housing you need a neighborhood engagement Mm -hmm. person or team Mm -hmm. to inform you how it's going yeah yeah so if you have a challenge in your housing or in your school you have people like me and my team that'll that people talk to and say Mm -hmm. we have these buildings but they're not working we have these teachers or we have this store but they don't sell the things that Mm. we want to buy here Um, or you know our houses are falling apart or there's crime or our sidewalks don't work like whatever it is you have people like us who can hear you Mm. and help you connect to who we need to talk to in order to get mm. those things addressed uh, and to celebrate with you when mm. those things are mm. um, done and to be righteously mad with you yeah, when yeah, things yeah. are not right. <laughs> so you don't feel like you're crazy. Yeah. And so sometimes neighbors need to just realize they're not in something by themselves mm. and realizing that you can, you don't just look at an elephant and go, how do I deal with that? Mm. But if somebody comes alongside you, you can actually figure out little by little how mm-hmm. to address or how mm-hmm. to change or challenge a situation before you. Yeah. So most nonprofits are just that, nonprofits, uh, and they don't have massive budgets. Just like, what are we going to do with all this extra surplus? We have so much money, we're tripping over it. Uh, so if you were to speak to a nonprofit that has limited budget, uh, they've got um, multiple things they want to do, uh, how would you build a case to say, where you ought to spend that money is having a full-time person mm-hmm. whose sole purpose is the neighborhood engagement side. Mm-hmm. Like that, that feels so less uh, practical or tangible. Someone mm-hmm. who's building something or running some sort of program or providing some sort of service, neighborhood engagement can feel like, ah, oh, I'd be wonderful to have that. It feels like a luxury, but man, if we're, if we're strapped, we got to go after yeah. this program operations or whatever. How would you say, no, this isn't luxury or how would you build a case to say that's where your money's most important? Yeah. So recently I had the privilege. It really feels like a privilege of going to do a training. And if you know me, I don't mm. like talking and speaking and <laughs> all of that stuff, believe it or not, even as neighborhood <laughs> engagement. Um, but I got to go to another city and, and see, they fell in love with Pamela. And just I, so you guys know. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love y'all. But I got to go and see what it is that we do. I'm mm-hmm. so boots on the ground here that I don't think about. Yeah. I don't get to see it in another mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and I met this amazing woman who's like the air traffic controller for all of the mm-hmm. situations. 
But she was very strategic in that she had somebody else who's really close to mm. the the people. Mm-hmm. And she had they had lots of ideas and lots yeah. of wonderful <laughs> things. And they're doing incredible stuff. Yeah. But she was wise enough to say, even with these great resources, mm-hmm. this great money, this great push, mm-hmm. this great plan, we need to stay connected to the people yeah. and yeah. the partners who are closest into the real people, mm-hmm. the real action, the boots on the ground, mm-hmm. so that we can make sure that what we're doing is translating well mm-hmm. and wisely, that it's it's going to be accepted and be able to adapt to the situation yeah. that it's in. Yeah. So. This is definitely not a luxury. Mm-hmm. If you want to mm-hmm. waste your money, <laughs> go right ahead yeah, and plan yeah. something with nobody to tell you if this is actually working or not. Yeah, yeah, without yeah. without you need somebody that can uh, that's already built that relational mm-hmm. equity either before you or with you, mm-hmm. uh, with the persons that you're trying to yeah. come alongside. Yeah, um, because they're going to inform mm-hmm. your decisions. They're yeah, going to inform yeah. your dreams and your big ideas. Yeah, and they can tell you like that connective tissue. Like, hey, these are this is mm-hmm. where the rub is. Mm-hmm. Here's the dissonance. Here's the miss. Mm. Or, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. here's how this is landing. And it is phenomenal. Yeah. They're going to yeah. inform your work. And yeah. you absolutely need that in order to go forward. Yeah. I mean, I like that because it's, because <clears throat> I think we could make a an ethics case for why you need this. It's like, because you're impacting people's lives. And if you're not listening, engaging, you don't have their permission, right, to, right. to be doing this work. So I think there's an ethics case that could be built there. But I think to what you said, kind of almost jokingly, but it's very accurate that there's even a financial case to be built that like to not lead with a deep connection to people in place, you will waste money, right? Like, even though we could say, yeah, we need more affordable housing, we could name some things that, that seem really obvious. And we say, yeah, we need to invest in those things. But if you're not investing in the people, mm-hmm. you may do affordable housing, but you may do it poorly or may do it at the wrong place in the wrong time in the wrong way. And yeah, there's yeah. so many dynamics that get informed by that, that connectivity. And I think for us, like it would be easy to say, okay, you know, we've done over 200 single family mm-hmm. units in this neighborhood. We just opened a 84 unit, you know, multi unit apartment community. You know, we've we've uh, we've disrupted what used to be a food desert with a grocery store. Yeah. We've started businesses. We've hired people. Uh, we're in this partnership that's turning our schools around. So, like for a lot of people, that's not only that that feels like a miracle that that mm-hmm. much work has been done. Uh, but we would say, no, that's not enough, right? We have to be deep in this neighborhood engagement. Like, why would you say, yeah, oh, that's wonderful, but it's not enough if you don't have, for like FCS would, would say, our, our work isn't successful if we don't have that. Why would, mm-hmm. how would we justify that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not sure this is where we want to go, but what comes to mind, um, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine and we were just talking through this kind of question. Mm-hmm. of like, it's great. Like we need to be doing this stuff, mm-hmm. but you can just devolve into yeah. one way giving. Yeah. And yep. it's very much in that relief bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like, well, how do I think for us, I would say for me, again, come for me, don't come for FCS. But for me, we want to be a part of <laughs> things. You can reach where, her at 555. Yes, 555-6691. <laughs> um, we want neighbors to be not just the recipients, mm. but the participants mm, in good. the work. Yep, yep. Uh, and so if there's something going on, it might be a great idea, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we want them to go at some point. Yeah. I want them, I want my neighbor to go, oh, this is mine. Yes, yeah, me. Yeah. Like, yep. This is my neighborhood and this is my stuff. And I'm happy to get it started. Mm-hmm. I'm happy mm-hmm. to get it started. But at some point, like we said earlier, like we, I want to work myself out of a job or yeah. more importantly, decenter myself. So I'm, yes. Yeah. Let me just be clear. We want to stay. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying to like go away. So I'm not promoting yeah. us starting something and then leaving. Yeah. But you want to be able to start it and then be able to see yourself not be the, the main center? character the center? Yeah. of that situation. Really 
Uh, and so for us, we wanted we want to make sure that we're promoting a two way mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah, yeah. Not just uh, the reciprocal like you. I'm gonna do this. I'm mm -hmm. gonna produce this, and then you receive it. And yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I want Sally and James and Keisha and mm -hmm. Sue to go. I can move up. Yeah. Like I have legs underneath me now. Yeah. I'm not just agency to right. control. I'm the not future. just yeah. on my mm -hmm. back. I'm not just the victim of another system, system that's yeah. you know you know pushed me down, but because of this agency in their particular posture mm -hmm. and philosophy, they are saying you can get up. Yeah. And yeah. let's let's let me little by little yeah. let us help mm -hmm. build legs and let you experience what it looks like yeah. for you to lead mm -hmm. uh, something. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that's what we are aiming to do is we want to get it started yeah, yeah. in order to bring people in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but also have them inform the system that we are yeah. building. Yeah. Which is why I think if, if you, people hang around with FCS long enough, they'll know that a lot of the programs or partnerships or development projects that we're doing, you don't see our name slapped on a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? Like, cause at some level, like we can't be the center of the story, right? We can't be the hero of this story. Like we have a vital, like non-negotiable role to play. Like it's mm -hmm. crucial that we're here, but this ability to say like, how do we center the neighborhood, center their agency, center their power mm -hmm. through that. And like, so those that are familiar with this have likely read one of our founders books, yeah. Bob Lupton, and, and they'll resonate with some of that language of like one way relief, charity giving. And I think one of the things that's missed in that book is that we know from like charity, social services, like one-way giving is a common thing mm -hmm. and they want to disrupt that. But I would also say like development can be done in one yeah. way. Like, mm -hmm. like just because it's a food pantry in a one way and you move away from food pantries into like affordable housing, which that goes from relief to development, you can still do development in a pretty mm -hmm. toxic way. Mm -hmm. You can still do it in a top-down way. You can still That's do it good. in a one-way way. Uh, one-way directional kind of, kind of approach. So we're trying to say, it doesn't matter how much you build, if the neighborhood is not at the center. And the only way to do that is through this deeply relational side. Mm -hmm. But not all neighborhood engagement is relational, though. Like, I think we work, whether you're city government, for-profit, business, I mean, there's there's plenty of entities that have a community engagement arm. Mm -hmm. um, but not all community engagements are created equal. How would you maybe distinguish some of the other versions of neighborhood engagement or community engagement that are out there from what we what we do? Mm, that's a good question. Let me think. Let me think. Um, so some of the things that I've seen, um, if, it feels like it goes alongside what we've been talking about is that one way mm. relief. So, but when we talk about folks who want to come in and, and say, hey, I want I see a need mm -hmm. and I have to fix this need. Yeah. Um, and so you just kind of pour all of your energy into that and you start to um, use people mm. to accomplish something where yeah. they become like yeah. a. You know, it just feels very usury. Yeah. Like it's, you know, uh, I have a either funding or I have mm -hmm. a great idea. I, I want to honor those who have a great heart, a great passion mm -hmm. to serve and see things that are not well be made right and whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to honor that. But and the the challenge is a, a, a lot of us well-meaning folks mm -hmm. can just get into this posture of like, well, let me just fix it. I just mm -hmm. want to mm -hmm. I want to see a difference. So I just got to fix it. I got to fix yeah. it. Um, and I, I remember hearing my mentor and my mom say, like, every need that you see does not mean that you need to be addressing yeah. it. Yeah. Or it needs to be addressed. Yeah. Like you might just need to leave that thing where mm. it is. And so having agencies go, I see a need and having the wisdom to go, that's in my wheelhouse to yeah. address, or I need to step up to this, or that's a challenge that needs to stay right mm -hmm. there until mm -hmm. somebody else can come along. So yeah. I don't know if that really goes after what we were talking about, but yeah, just this idea of like there are agencies that would, yeah, mean well, mm -hmm. mean well, but can have this kind yeah. of savior complex. Yeah. Or Which like, is an interesting uh nuance in this is that 
the program you want to run mm -hmm. is for the benefit of that neighborhood and your way of engaging people uh, is to get that program going, which is for, quote, their good, but it's still kind of this kind of self-perpetuating kind of right. mentality. Like, I just need you to fill out this form, mm -hmm. do this survey, engage with us so we can keep this program running. Mm -hmm. And we can justify it because, well, the program makes the neighborhood. It's, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's providing essential services to the neighborhood. Like, but there's just still... Um, I think the crucial work of this is to figure out like who is at the center in all right, of this. Like right. that, are uh, is my program in the lead, and they're here to make sure it goes, or is, is my is my program at the mercy of the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Like, am, am I willing to shut this thing down? Yeah. Like, am I willing to make radical changes? Um, and I think there is a way that that uh, neighborhood engagement can be transactional rather than relational, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, what and how do we know? Like, because I don't I, I I don't know of many people who. I would say, yeah, they're probably doing some transactional neighbor yeah. engagement. I don't think they're willfully being like, yeah, I just I want to make this transactional just mm -hmm. so I get my program accomplished. But yeah. so how do we know? How do we self-evaluate whether this is truly relational versus kind of a transactional? Because those aren't hard, fast categories. They probably blend a bit. You know, mm -hmm. like how do we know, you know, where we're falling in this? Um, one of the examples that come to me was uh, we'll talk some about this later as far as specifics, but. We host this event every year called Pride for Parents, mm -hmm. and um, it's easy to get in that thing. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get in there and just like create the thing. Um, but I remember early on thinking like, I want to make sure that we are including neighbor in this mm -hmm. process. Um, and so at the end, uh, I call it autopsy. It's not a great name, <laughs> but at the end of at, at the end of Pride for Parents, my team will get together mm -hmm. and we'll talk about mm -hmm. like what are the successes, what were mm -hmm. the things we're trying to measure. How was it awesome? What are the things that we can grow in? And we're starting to like uh, ask each other questions like, you know, how is this really successful? And so one of the questions we've been asking every year is um, how involved are neighbors? Like, mm -hmm. do are they starting to see themselves? Are they coming closer in, not just as somebody coming to shop the store, but we're mm -hmm. hearing them say like, oh, this is mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like, Pam, can I play? Can I, I want to yeah, do that. Like yeah. there's some level of like them stepping forward towards mm -hmm. us and trying to be, are we, are we going out of our way to invite? Mm -hmm. Are we going out mm -hmm. of our way to make intentional spaces? Mm -hmm. Are we communicating that? Um, and one of the things I love about neighborhood engagement, you don't just throw up a yeah. an event and say, well, y'all come over here if you want to. Yeah. But I say, hey, Sally, hey, James, yeah. hey, Keisha, hey, so-and-so. By name, I say, hey, yeah. here's an opportunity. Come into mm -hmm. this if you would mm -hmm. like. Or can you help me yeah. like think yeah. about something? Or how would you, like, we want to see this happen. Can you mm -hmm. help me think about this? So yeah. I would say, like, being able to ask yourself hard questions, like you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, yeah. to say, are we really... Um, making spaces to include folks or mm -hmm. am I really just producing something yeah. because I can just yeah. produce it and say, yeah. Oh, this was for y'all. Yeah. Um, but am I allowing folks to speak in yeah. uh, two things and am I making spaces for them to, to mm. participate? Yeah. We, uh, we have a, a kind of a program assessment tool called Spire mm -hmm. uh, and we've done it with, I mean, hundreds of people have participated so far. And like, we, we've kind of taken an aggregate of like, what kind of trends are we noticing in these, mm -hmm. like there's just kind of 21 different indicators we're looking at with programs and it. The, the sad realities, most of the ones that land at the bottom of those 21 tend to be um, a level of kind of participatory involvement, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're, they show up to be served or mm -hmm. receive the services or whatever, as far as like participating and shaping the culture mm -hmm. of that program or mm -hmm. organization or, 
having a leadership role where they're not just receiving, but they're, they're guiding, they're leading, they're shaping, or even just a simple, like one of our indicators is, is there a feedback loop? Is, right. is there a voice to mm-hmm. say like, Hey, we like this, don't like this, love this, hate this, whatever. Like even just as simple as a feedback loop, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, now, almost all those organizations, the the upper indicators are like, does our team trust each other? Are you right. working well together? So it's like, good. It's like, hey, you've worked on building a strong team, but the people participating in your program are saying like, we don't, I mean, we, we benefit from your services mm-hmm. and we're grateful, Yeah. but we, there's not a real voice of leadership here. Yeah. And I think that's, for us, I would say that's one of the distinguishing things I think we're always pushing in on is like, we're not just satisfied that the services have gone out the door, mm-hmm. right? But like, are the... the Who's, who's in charge of this? Like, who right. owns this? Who has a sense of, like, critical concern that I, I, will, I, will, I will fight if something's right. going wrong? Because right. it, 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 you know, means that much uh, kind of to me in that. And we really want, um, like, I know you said to me, like, you know, uh, neighborhood engagement has your footprints or your mm-hmm. fingerprints all over it. Mm-hmm. And in this work, we want that to be true of our neighbors. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not, if I go away, mm-hmm. um, I, I love that my fingerprints are on mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. but it's more important for me for the neighborhood to say, yeah. this is mine, and we yeah. can see their fingerprints yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, we've made that intentional yeah. space uh, for them to have their hands on it mm-hmm. and for them to say the craziest things yeah. uh, to us, <laughs> and, and people do. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really helpful to uh-huh. have them say what they got to say, mm-hmm. and we kind of figure it out. Um, so, yeah, yeah we've I had, agree with uh, that. It's been interesting. There's there's been more than a few times where um, some nonprofit leaders are experiencing frustrations in some of the programs they're running, and some of their frustrations. They talk about some of the, the criticisms they're receiving from you know the the recipients of their services, and they 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 their interpretation of that isn't they feel that they should be heard and they feel enough ownership over this, that they, they get to critique it. Right. Mm-hmm. What they feel is like, Oh, this is a lack of gratitude. And like mm-hmm. what we're helping, yeah. what we're trying to do is reframe. It's like, no, you, if they're, <laughs> if they're criticized, means they, they feel like they, they their voice matters yeah. and they, mm-hmm. they want to shape this thing. Like you should lean into that. Right. right? Because I think we ha- we even have the, that throwaway phrase of beggars can't be choosers. I'm like, why, mm-hmm. why can't every, I don't care if you're the richest or the poorest, yeah. you should have choice. Like right. everyone should be able to choose. And yeah. if people have choice, that's, that's an act of power. Uh, and I think being able to create a system, it's like, we want to co-create, right. we want to share power, not just share you know, resources. Mm-hmm. Not. Um, did any examples come to mind of um, a lot of investment or development or really wonderful programs happening where the community's not had a voice and that going poorly, anything kind of come to mind on examples of where really good intention, really well-resourced, great expertise work being done, but it's clear the neighborhood's not been involved. And what are, what are the outcomes of that? Mm, oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, there are, mm-hmm. but I'm like trying to think of anything in particular that comes to mind. Um, I feel like I can talk about my neighborhood. <laughs> You're welcome to do that. Um, so, oh gosh, I don't have a particular mm-hmm. right now. Do you have a particular right now? Well, I was thinking about, I just had a conversation with one of our team members about an Atlanta neighborhood that I won't, won't name, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, that uh, over the last 10 years has received a lot more attention. It's gone kind of ignored mm-hmm. for That's good. a couple of generations, mm-hmm. a lot of deliberate disinvestment, yeah. no investment. Um and in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of big mm-hmm. players with mm-hmm. a lot of money. And you would think, oh, good, this mm-hmm. neighborhood of disinvestment is now receiving investment, you know. Um, but uh, and this friend of mine I was talking to has lived there for 20 years. And mm-hmm. when he talks about the level of 
trauma and drama mm-hmm. and pain that exists there because there's just so much money being waved yeah. around. And these big organizations that are there to transform the neighborhood, like are so are, are largely not trusted. Yeah. Um, and because there wasn't this investment in like, where are the people? Exactly. What are they feeling? What are they thinking? And so like, so you even have neighbors turning against each other because mm-hmm. they there's so much uh, pressure down on them yeah. that like all this money is not making it better, right? right? That trust was never taken into mm-hmm. account. Uh, and so as he's looking at like some other partners that are thinking about working in that neighborhood, like his advice, which I think is brilliant, is like, I know you got money. I know you got yeah. resources and you would actually be a wonderful partner to have here, but you need to spend the next, next two to three years just mm-hmm. leaning into trust and helping yeah. people to heal a little bit before yeah. you do anything. Um, and I, again, I think it's what you said earlier, like there's just been a lot of money wasted and mm-hmm. like, I don't, like, yes, all these neighborhoods that have been ignored for so long and harmed for so long, we ought to be pouring in. Yeah. As generous as we can, but if you do this without following the lead of people, then mm-hmm. um, you might make it worse. Which is, it's like you know, we you, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know if yeah. we're talking about the same neighborhood, but as soon as you started talking, <laughs> I was like, oh, how did I forget that neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've been um, there's a neighborhood that I'm thinking of now, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had the honor to uh, just be able to step a little closer to them. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. One of our ethos here at FCS is we move at the speed of trust mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we don't want to just go in gun blazing. Yeah. We're going to do this that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to, you know, over promise under deliver mm-hmm. and we don't lead out with all of the bells and whistles, mm-hmm. not all the pro you know, all the programs, et cetera. We just want to, you know, quietly move through mm-hmm. and move to a space and develop relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's how we came here. And that's just how we move. Yeah. Yeah. And so we uh, got an opportunity to, to get a little closer to this one neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we felt right mm-hmm. away because there are a lot of movers and shakers, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. um, opportunities coming to this place. It was really just kind of left yeah. for a number yeah. of years. Yeah. Uh, people really having to endure some really hellish mm-hmm, uh, conditions mm-hmm. um, in their housing, et cetera. Um, and then all of a sudden, it feels like, maybe not, I don't want to yeah, yeah. be disrespectful, but yeah. it feels like all of a sudden everybody comes out of the woodwork and it's like, I want to do and we're going to yeah. do and all these plans. And I remember as, again, a new kid on the block, yeah. hearing neighbors sitting at a community meeting and hearing mm. neighbors go, mm. Yeah. You can see them like, you know, twi- <laughs> as my mama say, twist your lips. You can see them twist their lips like, mm, here y'all go again. Yeah, yeah. And right. FCS, I remember saying to our boss, I was like, listen, I don't want to be tied. No, no. So I don't want to hitch our wagon yeah. to that because everybody's going to assume that FCS is like everybody else yep. that's rolling in to make a promise to get a photo op. Big money. Big money. Mm-hmm. And it's a political thing and place to be right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not us. Yeah, no. And yeah. I remember saying, um, I, one day, or a lot of neighbors, but one in particular got real mad and tearful because mm-hmm. they're like, y'all do this every time. Y'all come in here, you say this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. and you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Or we're just like, you yeah, ask you us, or, or you, you ask us, us to do it. Yep, you're yep. like, oh, y'all want something done? Well, y'all figure it out and let us know and we'll figure mm-hmm. out how to fund it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are you talking about yeah, right yeah. now? Yeah. And so she was in tears about it. Um, and so I was just like, and, and she was like, y'all are going to ask us to do something and leave us here to figure it out. Oh, man. Yeah. And, um, and she was looking at me like mm-hmm. FCS mm-hmm. too. And I was like, oh, first of all, um, I want to make you this commitment yeah. that we want to develop relationship mm-hmm. with whoever wants to develop relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to over promise you anything. I'm not going to mm-hmm. come in and say, we're going to fix it all or do yeah. whatever. But I promise you that if we're here, mm-hmm. we're going to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we're going to have conversations and figure out what we need to figure out. But trust, mm-hmm. long after the camera crews yeah, and yeah. the lights go home, mm-hmm. we will be here. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the posture that 
the neighboring part wants yeah. to do of like, we want to neighbor yeah, yeah. long before programs yeah. are executed yeah. um, or money is thrown around or, mm. or uh, staff is hired. Yeah. We just want to go and just hear like, yeah. what are you mad about? Yeah. What oh, are you, man. what are you crying about? What are you like? And let me just say this too. A lot of the anger that mm-hmm. I initially experienced with a lot of folks, <laughs> a lot of people mad, um, the anger that I've I experienced, just like that neighbor I just mentioned, if you linger a little bit, yeah, this yeah, woman yeah. started to cry. Oh, man. Yeah. Because she's not just mad. She's hurt. She's hurt. Yeah, yeah. Because this is her neighborhood. Mm. And it's been promised one thing year after year, mm. decade, decade, decade after decade, mm-hmm. uh, family after family, and it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, here are one more pair of suits yep. coming through yep. uh, to say <clears throat> something, and you're not going to do it. Yeah, you're not gonna, and you're gonna require, you're gonna extract Mm -hmm. all this information, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. this data from us, and nobody's on the hook to do anything with Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, so I would say that's because there's the unfulfilled promise side of it, and there's also the like people who actually do stuff, but it's all being done at two, around four, Mm -hmm. and like, and everybody's like, "What are you doing to us?" Like, Mm -hmm. once again, we're the object of like, whether it's the city who's bulldozing a black neighborhood to put an interstate through it, or it's a really generous you know, charitable arm of a major corporation that's trying mm-hmm. to build some affordable housing, it's still all the decisions are flowing down. Mm-hmm. And whether it's decisions for harm or decisions for good, it's still somebody else's decision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a partner of ours that's uh, uh, in Michigan that was, as they were getting started, again, like these are well-intentioned people that know the history of injustice. They want to do reparative work. They want to invest deeply, put lots of dollars in investment and development. They want to do They want to do real change, mm-hmm. right? Um and like word gets out to the neighborhood that these major players mm-hmm. are having all these conversations about their neighborhood. Uh, and when I had lunch with him just a couple months ago, he's like, it took us two years to just overcome wow. that mm-hmm. just to get people to like, like calm back down mm-hmm. to be in conversation with us mm-hmm. because all they heard was this foundation, this big name, this really rich family in this area, like, all these people are scheming about right. the future of our neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so I'd want to say, like, if you're powerful and wealthy and resourced and you want to make some change, please, please yeah. show up. Please yeah. do. We can't do it without all that power and money. we, we got to have those things. But you have to, like, it's got to be about people first, right? right? And, like, uh, our friend and former colleague, Katie Delp, would, would say, if, you know, if you're, you're entering into a neighborhood for the first time, like, don't lead anything for a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's what she said to me. <laughs> She's like, and especially if you're a white person in a black or brown neighborhood, maybe make that three years, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I've, I've seen so many times where she shared that with audiences that have come to FCS to learn, and you can kind of see people like, you know, really? the, their shoulders kind of drop. Mm-hmm. They're like, you mean I got to just, you know, wait around and listen for a while? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yeah. And it will actually save you time and money if mm-hmm. you if you need to justify the budget side of that. Yeah, we had a... Uh, um, an opportunity come through. There's a big funder and opportunity on the West side, if I can say that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of came this way. And I met with the the lead on that mm-hmm. project and um, uh, she wanted to start mm-hmm. this group like mm-hmm. right away with neighbors. And I was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been here? <laughs> you know, have you been like hanging out in the area? Do you know people? No, I just Googled it. <laughs> right. Basically like legit. Um, no, I Googled it and I was hoping you could help me mm-hmm. with making mm-hmm. those connections. And I, I just remember saying to your point and Katie's yeah. point of, you know, I wish that foundations and mm. funders were write it as a part of their their grant as this a scope the of work. This is the timeline. This, this is the budget. Exactly. Yep. So like 
you know, this first year, we're going to pay you mm-hmm. to just go in and neighbor mm-hmm. because people, especially black and brown communities, yeah. they need to trust you. Yeah. Yep. And you need to, again, I, I said it earlier, there's a relationship, there's a mutuality mm-hmm. that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you just go in, again, well-intentioned, love your money, thank mm-hmm. you for it. But you also have to, not just a luxury. Mm-hmm. Please hear me. Yeah. Not a luxury. You must spend the time getting to know people, mm-hmm. grabbing information, just gleaning it yep. because you're proximate to it yep. and not because you're running something. Yep. Uh, and so that should be a part of the scope of work in mm-hmm. your funding, in your you know plan, that yep. you would sit and listen, mm-hmm. sit and ask questions, but go be in the coffee shop, go frequent the places where your neighbors yep. are living, yep. working, and playing. Like, you should be doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, like... For people to see trust as a very literal currency, Mm -hmm. like you can't shop, buy, trade, participate in this neighborhood's economy Mm -hmm. if you don't have trust in your pocket to spend, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think, unfortunately, and I don't think this is just in nonprofit social good worlds, I think like when we have power, position, authority, wealth, Mm -hmm. we we can assume way more expertise and permission than we have, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, my brother's in the business world, and he he does consulting with with other business leaders, and like, and he's running to people who just they're just part of wealthy families, mm-hmm. and they got lots of money, and, they, they, and there's all these ideas of like, oh, I should try this, try this. It's like, well, have you ever run a business on your own? Oh, you got lots of money, so there can kind of be assumption like, I know you want to do good, and I don't want to stamp down that desire yeah. to do good, but like, just recognition of like, your dollars aren't your currency. Period. The, the trust is the currency, and if you don't have that in your pocket, then that's what you got to start earning. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to kind of think like you to, to be powerful and wealthy and come in and be like, actually in this neighborhood, I'm broke. Yeah. Like I got nothing. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> it's, it's, I am now the beggar where I got to mm-hmm. ask for people's generosity to, mm-hmm. you got some water, you got some food, mm-hmm. you got some shelter. Can you help me come in? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like to yep. say that trust is like good credit. Mm. Uh, it is easy to, or it's challenging to, to get it mm. and easy to lose. Oh it. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's What's important. What's your credit score in this neighborhood? Right, exactly. <laughs> like legit. Um, and there are apps that maybe we should develop to an app to be Please like, let's answer these questions. Part of your F and I work. <laughs> here's your here's your credit score to do work in the neighborhood. But like that's just I like the imagery of like it's the mm-hmm. currency that you you absolutely need in in order to move to this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. And what are some of the practices that builds that currency? I know you talk about lingering because like mm-hmm. I think programs come and go, strategic plans come and go, like. And all these things are necessary, but they're they're not the essence of it, mm-hmm. right? They're the expressions of it, right? But the the essence of kind of creating more of that currency, mm-hmm. things like lingering. What are other things you would point to say? This is how you you grow that currency. Yeah, um, I immediately thought of there's this group. We have a coffee shop, mm-hmm. and there's this group of seniors, super seniors, who are there. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> and um, since I've been on staff, I just stumbled upon them or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, they, I just go hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And they are talking about all of the most random, <laughs> super random things. But it is just a place to be yeah. from like nine until really noon. Like you yeah. can just be there after go to work. <laughs> but it's um, one of the things that they taught me mm. or one of the things I experienced with them is I've been here for a long or a good little bit. Mm. Um, but I'm still not in the club, yeah. Sean. Yeah. I'm still not in the club. I'm there, all, not every day, but I'm there Often, a lot of days. Yeah, yeah. But they say to me, the, what, the guy would call himself the mayor, the head guy. Uh, he would say, well, you can come and be around mm-hmm. us, but you're not in the club. You have to be consistent. 
Oh. You have to consistently come here and participate uh, yep, yep. with us. So I would say that's part of building that trust mm. is um, you have to not just, you know, one time, not a mm. one off, not, a, you know, an event. Because mm. a lot of people will like throw a big event, but like yeah. we did it. We had a block party. We had a block party. Yeah. We had a movie night. <laughs> and that's great. Please keep doing that. But as my as the mayor of that coffee club mm-hmm. would say to me. He said, if you are not consistent, mm. you're welcome to come be proximate. You're welcome to come be, you know, yeah. you can orbit around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until you model consistency, mm-hmm. until I can trust mm-hmm. that you're going to keep showing up. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I'm going to invite you to contribute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. welcome your contributions. And they start, they're now asking me thoughts, not just about random stuff, but mm-hmm. deep, deep things. Like, yeah. what is your work like? How is your family like? Oh, wow. What's your faith grid? Like, all the stuff that mm. is like, it's more than like, how was your day and what color do you like? Yeah, yeah. But that's taking time. Mm. Uh, and so I would say the same thing here. Like it's important to linger, like to go mm. be in those place in those mm. places. Um, but knowing that your audience, your neighbors might say to you, mm-hmm. uh, you can hang out for a minute, but until I see mm-hmm. some consistency, yeah. please don't ask me to trust you yeah. with much more. Yeah. Uh, and so it's important for us to be willing to we often say here, like, that's the long haul work mm-hmm. that we are consistently showing up, yeah. consistently saying, yeah. I want to contribute. I, I want to share my life mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you want to share yours back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's I would definitely say when I say lingering, that's the breaking that down of um, that consistency, mm-hmm. choosing to be there and wisely contributing yeah. to know when to speak and when mm-hmm. to go. You know what? I'm a, let me just be curious and draw you out. Tell yeah. me more about that. That's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, honoring people's stories, listening to you know what's going on with them. So mm-hmm. that's been massive, for, mm-hmm. massive and simple. Yeah, like it's not like rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> but I, and I think uh, for some people, it, maybe it's not rocket science, but it does feel as intimidating as like it is going to calculus class. Or it something. is. You know, it's like it's it it uh, it's terrifying and confusing and simple all somehow at the same time. Mm-hmm. So somebody's going like, you know what? You're right. I've been leading with my power. I've been leading with my position or I've been leading with money or I've been leading with my goodwill, just assuming everybody should be, be grateful. I want to lead with relationship and trust. Where would you say, okay, this feels big. It feels long arc, but here's, here's how you start. Like, how do people get going down that, that pathway? So two pictures come to mind. Um, one is the neighborhood engagement team. Mm. The other is going back to that, uh, the city I got to visit mm. uh, recently and getting to uh, speak to the mayor and mm-hmm. some of the city officials. Um, but one of the things that I was saying to them and I said to my team, I noticed us like it's easy to be outward focused, like, oh, we want to neighbor well with other people and we want to love on other people. But I said to my team, it's like, we want to model that here mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. With me and you. Yeah, yeah. So even though like we're paid to do the work, yeah. like I want to also be able to suspend my emails to go, mm. hey, coworker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. what's going on with you? How are you today? Mm. I want to be consistent in that. I want to be able to uh, show you not just a strong, mm. you know, Pam, mm. who's got my stuff together. I'm running through my budgets, my emails, mm-hmm. my plans. But when life is lifing mm-hmm. for me, that I can be willing to show you my yeah, underside, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that vulnerable mm. side of mm. me. Uh, and so I would say it's, for me, it just kind of pulled me back to go, am I even doing this with people closest to me? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. is it become a job and a task yeah, and something yeah, that I've got right to execute? On. Yep. Um, but when nobody's watching, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. can I? am I doing this at home? Or can mm-hmm. I turn to my team and say, how do I neighbor with my teammates? Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, how do I create space to like linger with them, uh, to talk with them, to be consistent with them? 
um, to draw them out, to be a mm. curious participant in their life, what things can I affirm, what things can I challenge? Yeah. Um, like, how is that showing up right here? Mm. And I was telling that team uh, in the other city of like, if we can start, if the city officials yeah. can start operating and talking They probably don't that have way. that message given to them very often. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I know it's going to sound maybe awkward and weird or whatever, but yeah. if you can take each other out to lunch or have smaller groups mm. and teams where you're talking on, like, take your titles off. Yeah. You're not president of this right yeah, now. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. manager or lead of mm. whatever project. You're just filling your name mm-hmm. and bring that to the table. Yeah. I'm single. I'm struggling. I'm married. I'm struggling. Whatever. I got money. I ain't got money. Where I don't know. But mm. just bring your humanity yeah. to the table. That's so good. Right where you are. Before mm-hmm. you take it out in the streets. Yeah. If I can't do it right here, I'm really just performing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted it to become, I wanted to stay close Mm -hmm. and real in my own bones. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, I'm just like checking a box. Yeah, and I think that's, to me, the kind of having hung around FCS and and the people of FCS for about a decade now, uh, and having been able to be in the side of work where we're working with other organizations and communities, like I get to juxtapose, you know, get to see a lot of compare and contrast of how others operate. And I can say that, like, there, there are plenty of people out there who have the chief community engagement officer role or neighborhood engagement coordinator. Like there's a lot of people who are in that role. Uh, but the ones to me that stand out, and I think you are one of them and others at FCS is like, um, this is a part of who they are, whether or not they had that job. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are really good at it as a job, mm-hmm. but outside of that job, it really like is not reflected on the way they engage their own next door mm-hmm. neighbors. Like mm-hmm. it really is like a, and you know, for a lot of people, their job is a distinct, like, this is just my job. It's what I do nine to five, okay. and that's it. And mm-hmm. this is like, yeah, we're not asking you to overwork, but mm-hmm. we are asking, is this you? Is yeah. this who you are? Mm-hmm. Would would this be your way, mm-hmm. even if you found another job yeah. or you hit the lottery and you didn't need a job? Mm-hmm. Like, would this be your posture and your mm-hmm. way? And I think that's the that's something I would love for people to lean into is to say, like, if you didn't hold the role that you hold, yeah. you know, would this be your way? Look at the people that live directly on either side of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, do you know your, do, do you just practice a neighboring when there's not a social issue that you right. want to solve in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the piece where, uh, where it really starts in a deep internal place. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the journey we invite people on. Thank you for modeling it and being the, the person. Every, everybody needs more, more Pam. Oh, need more Pam. so kind. Place Matters is produced by Focused Community Strategies, whose mission is to partner with under-resourced neighborhoods to provide innovative and holistic development that produces flourishing communities and God shalom. Place Matters is hosted by FCS's training and consulting team known as the Lupton Center. If you would like to inquire about our training and consulting services, please reach out to us via our website or find us on LinkedIn and social media. This information can be found in the show notes. If you would like to watch these episodes, the videos can be found on our YouTube channel. And if you like these episodes, please share them on social media. Your support means a lot to us. This show was edited by Tim Rhodes with music by Eric North. Special thanks to David Park and Becca Malpass at FCS for their work in organizing and recording these sessions. We'd also like to say thank you to our partner, Lily Endowment, whose Thriving Congregations grant has made this podcast possible.